Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more by going to universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll cover how players create meaning in games. Creating and making meaning is something that everyone does at every point of their day. Creating meaning is one of the hallmarks of sentience. We think, therefore, we are. But what exactly is meaning? How does meaning-making occur? How does meaning-making relate to games-based learning? This episode will explore some larger concepts such as what is meaning? More specifically, the episode will attempt to define what meaning-making is, as well as how it is connected to meaningful play. Developing an understanding about how meaning-making occurs is important to addressing how meaning-making and learning are connected. Only then can meaning-making through games and gameplay be further explored. This episode will discuss the meaning-making process for players in games, game structures, and game mechanics. Meaning-making isn't something that happens in a vacuum. This is especially true with games-based learning, as the designer has a specific goal and agenda for the kind of experience they want the player to have. This also means that educators, instructors, and teachers also have a role to play in students' meaning-making. That will be explored in how different instructional design choices can be made when creating learning games and other educational material. Finally, this episode ends on meaning-making as a unique experience for each individual learner, as well as how meaning-making occurs with applied games-based learning. Perhaps one of the most important questions to answer throughout this process is to first define meaning. For the purposes of this episode, meaning is defined as the underlying purpose of an activity, topic, or subject. Meaning is the kind of purpose that we assign to activity or endeavor. One of the most popular ways that we capture, relate, and communicate meaning is through metaphors. Humans have given meaning to observed behaviors, sensations, and experiences throughout time. These have evolved into different cultural and linguistic systems that become everything from idioms to epic stories. These cultural and linguistic artifacts manifest themselves in different forms of languages, sayings, signs, and symbols, the results of which are the development of semantic meaning and how we view and interpret these artifacts. Really, meaning is how we experience activities and how those activities manifest in our minds. This helps us create and develop understanding for what we, as people, experience on a day-to-day and activity-to-activity basis. However, what we do and how we interpret them has much to do with our individual selves as much as the societies and cultural expectations we embody. From a psychological perspective, meaning-making is the process of how an individual interprets, understands, and makes sense of different experiences, life events, and even themselves. Meaning-making is used heavily in the constructivist approaches to psychology. That is because constructivism is the process of creating knowledge based on our sensory inputs. Learning is the transformation of experience into knowledge. That means that learning is the construction of knowledge through the learner. We learn when we play games. When we play games, we actively construct the framework for how we play, understand, and interact within the game world. Therefore, meaning-making is a process in which we imbue a particular experience or event with a sense of personal significance. The experience could have been objective. However, meaning-making is the constructivist approach to creating a subjective meaning from the experience. Meaning-making is important because meaning-making is something that humans do as a part of our everyday lives through the different activities and experiences that we endure. The creation of meaning from these experiences is an essential part of human function. If meaning-making is a construction interpretation of our individual experiences, then meaningful play involves the actions or activities built and designed with an inherent intent. Instructors and educators can use games through game-space learning as the basis for this intent in meaningful play. Likewise, sports and other physical activities could be designed around the outcome of aerobic exercise, teamwork, 
and cooperation. These outcomes could be inherent through the activity itself or reinforced through specific coaching, mentorship practice, or guided activities, such as the origin of recess as a time for children to exercise and socialize with one another. In addition to providing children with a rest period during the academic day, recess also provides a structured time for students to participate in different and meaningful activities with their peers. While this time may be considered unstructured from an academic point of view, the agency that is provided to students during this period gives them the ability to determine how they want to use and ultimately make meaning from their experiences, the result of which is the application of meaningful play in a scholastic context. Meaning-making is a cognitive process. Therefore, it occurs at an individual level and through different experiences. Those experiences can be based entirely on an individual's behavior or actions. For the purposes of this episode, we'll examine meaning-making as part of gameplay, experiential learning, and game-space learning. Because of that, we'll examine meaning-making as a part of creating meaning around a specific learning and play event. When individuals participate and experience an event, they undergo a change process. That process might not be completely indicative or transparent to them as they are experiencing it, but it happens nonetheless. This change process forms the catalyst for creating meaning from gameplay. Successful meaning-making here happens on two levels, cognitively, internally, and emotionally. Meaning-making happens at a cognitive level. Therefore, it is always subjective to the individual player and learner. The way that the experience is personalized to the individual is through both the setting and environment in which the experience occurred. In education, this could have been from a lecture hall, a small seminar, a lab, or through gameplay. These settings and their features inform and affect how individual players form and make meaning from these experiences. This meaning-making begins with perception at the individual level and involves a learner's moods, attitudes, and feelings, as well as their own internal cognitive process. Again, this cognitive process is internal, subjective, and personalized to the individual learners. We cannot make meaning for the individual player or student as their instructor or the game designer. Rather, we can only affect and influence the settings, surroundings, and to a lesser extent, the effect on the individual. However, doing so helps shape and scaffold the experience that transforms it into unique meaning for the individual. Meaning-making is an activity that occurs at the basic and individual level. But how does it affect the learning process for students? Meaning-making as an educational initiative is done primarily to form connections between students' content and the experience gained from interacting with it. The content could be delivered via lecture, activity, or through game-space learning. Doing so ensures that meaning-making that occurs within these contexts aids individuals through a personalized learning process. On a group level, meaning-making and learning also occurs as a result of interaction, discussion, debate, and socialization with other learners. Such meaning is created through these interactions, which can occur through collaborative group projects, cooperative experiential learning, and through game-space learning. These experiences with other learners in a socialized game environment form another vector for meaning-making and creation while learning. Such activities make the process less dependent on the individual learners and more dependent on the shared activities and experiences with other learners in pursuit of the same goal. In addition, this introduction of socialization provides learners with a very real and critical sense of agency and control of how, where, and when they learn. As a result, this also informs how they choose to create meaning from their experiences. This approach reflects a more mature and decisive way for individuals to demonstrate autonomy and agency in their learning. Meaning-making in games occurs when players experience or play the game. This can take place when playing by themselves, with an instructor, or with other players. This play represents the player experience and is the basis for games-based experiential learning.
Many people think that playing educational games means playing games which are not fun. Sometimes that is unfortunately the case. However, for educational games, learning games, and serious games, fun is not the specific outcome of the activity. Rather, the pursuit of the learning outcome is prioritized over fun in the experience. This means that when we address meaning-making in games, we also have to ask the question, what are the games for? Hopefully that includes learning, education, and engagement as a priority over fun or entertainment. Sometimes this is most adequately accomplished through the live play of games, such as with tabletop games, simulations, and mega games. Sharing a live and simultaneous experience with other players further reinforces and creates context in the meaning-making experience for players. This is because a socialized game experience creates a shared happening with other players as different activities and outcomes take place within the magic circle of games. That magic circle could encompass a virtual world like with digital and video games. Otherwise, it could include a rich narrative experience through a tabletop role-playing game. No matter what the application, modality, or degree of interaction, games serve as the medium of engagement between players, each other, and the game. Their collective actions within the game world move the state of the game forward towards a resolution and or win condition. Players are really only in a position to create meaning from games as they interact and engage with the formal structures and elements of games. This is because games represent an artificial system where interactions have the most impact within the understood rules and expectations. This magic circle of games creates a boundary where a shared and specific understanding of the events within the game are evident only to players within the game. The magic circle represents the boundary of this understanding. What happens in the game stays in the game. However, recognizing and making meaning from players' experiences inside of the magic circle is a critical part of game-based learning. This is where players can relate the experiences had inside the game and within the magic circle as a metaphor for application outside of the circle. This is most closely seen in simulations where a high degree of fidelity between what is represented in the simulation and what is represented in the real world look one in the same. However, games can also be used as metaphors to relate different experiences and learning outcomes to players using a game structure as a framework for learning. Games used for such educational purposes create a sandbox for players. Here, students can use this unique scenario, conditions, expectations, and rules of the game to govern why and how they accomplish a certain goal. Players can then take the outcomes of these formal structures and create new information about the game world and the knowledge contained within the magic circle. Such a leap occurs with role-playing games where the interactions between players, the world, and non-player characters create new knowledge and new meaning-making opportunities for players within the game. These actions taken within the game provide players with the decision space and agency with which to create new experiences and new meaning-making opportunities inside of the game. Meaning-making occurs when players and learners engage with materials, their classmates, and participate in experiences. Games can form those experiences, but the way that players engage with those games and create meaning can differ. This is mostly due to players looking to define modes of engagement and interaction within the game. Most of the time, this includes engagement with the different game mechanics, which are often prescribed and formulaic. These form the basis of player literacy with different types of games and what they can achieve by applying what they've learned from playing other first-person shooters, worker placement, or social deduction games. This type of engagement with the game's mechanics forms a feedback loop between the player and the game. Done enough times, this forms the core loop of feedback for the player over the course of their play. These feedback loops in games represent many different forms and functions. Some of the most common ones are dialogue trees in role-playing games for interacting with different non-player characters within the game world. 
Such interactions form a progression for the player through the world and through the story. This progression informs and changes how players make meaning from this experience. While dialogue trees may have opportunities for players to fail and restrict access to certain story or character progressions, it doesn't always have to be this way for all games. Rather, games can provide players with active feedback loops, which allow players to keep playing and retrying parts of the game in order to progress. This leads to players learning how to grok or play the game well enough in order to progress at an accelerated pace. This involves determining which strategies are more effective that keep within the rules and structures of the game. Such play provides players with the ability to define and author their own experience while also expanding their own game literacy. The interaction of players within the game, with the game, and with elements of the game informs and shapes the dynamics of the game. These game dynamics represent larger game systems within which ultimately form the player experience and create the primary platform where players create meaning from that experience. However, those game dynamics are first and foremost formed through the choices and direction of the game designer. The game designer serves as the author and the arbiter of the player experience. They play a dialogic role between their intent and the ultimate experience and meaning-making of the player. Whether they know it or not, designers always have an ideal player in mind. Sometimes that player is themselves or other players like them. Otherwise, they could be designing a serious game for a specific learning outcome intended for a specific audience. In either case, designers rightly seek to make their game as engaging as possible in order to keep players interested and connected. This interaction between player choices and designer direction is one of the ways in which games as a medium shape and form how players make meaning from games. Sometimes the result of this design is the player extracting the exact experience intended for them by the designer. Sometimes it could be the complete opposite. In either case, the players engage with the circumstances created by the designer in which they create meaning. Though players don't always have to engage with the game as intended by the designers. Rather, they can mod or modify games in order to further their own agency and artistic license. Doing so ensures that they take advantage of the greater dynamic in the game and help to form and shape the culture around a specific title. Such accessibility to the game design is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, including students in a meaningful development process for serious games can be useful activity for actively engaging them in achieving stated learning outcomes. Game designers and, by extension, instructors act as the sense makers in the game design experience. As such, the designer must create with intention for what they want their players and their learners to sense and experience when playing their games. Sometimes those choices could be radically different depending on the intent versus the outcome when designing for the experience. With this in mind, designers should take an empathetic approach to the design process in order to facilitate meaning making. That approach includes three different ways in which users experience play and experience serious games. They include a user-centered approach focusing on the player or student, a product-centered approach focusing on the game, or learning content, and an interaction-centered approach focusing on the game mechanics or dynamics. By utilizing these approaches, designers can more accurately curate the type of experience they intend their players and users to have. However, in practice, instructors should also make use of active discussion, debriefing, and review in order to illuminate and synthesize key learning. This is an active and critical process of experiential learning and a cornerstone of applied games-based learning. This is because a key to meaning-making is allowing students to demonstrate their understanding of the content and how they have interpreted it. This often takes place in well-known reflective activities such as journals, reports, and summaries. However, instructors can make use of other game elements that facilitate this reflective process. One such approach could include serious games where scoring conditions are based on the main discrete takeaways that they have gained from an activity. Another could include how players' relationships have changed with one another after playing the game. 
The way players reflect on their play of the game should be determined by the instructor. However, the critical element is that players can demonstrate and personalize the way that they make meaning of their experience in a matter that makes most sense for them. Sometimes this could include probing questions from students who may be uncomfortable or ill at ease in their responsibilities for fulfilling such an assignment. Despite this, instructors should dedicate time and attention to students' inquisitiveness. Meaning-making is a wholly subjective and likewise unique experience. Two students playing the same game with the same instructor will interpret the experience differently from one another. This is an expected outcome as individuals are known to give meaning to their experiences informed wholly by their physical, emotive, and social factors. These three different factors could play a very critical role for serious game designers as they seek to curate the player experience. Addressing how players physically interact with a game, the emotions that are generated, and who they played with greatly informs individuals' meaning-making. Therefore, these considerations should be made in line with the stated learning outcomes of serious game design. Likewise, students should also be challenged outside the game to summarize and synthesize their meaning-making experiences through unique and applicable reflective activities. Ideally, these should be flexible and cater to how the student chooses to review their own experiences. Finally, both instructors and designers should know that meaning-making is a wholly interpretive and personal activity. However, an interaction with other players and students also inform and affects this personal process. Therefore, a socialized learning environment with games-based learning can greatly affect and influence players' ultimate meaning-making process. Games-based learning is experiential learning. As such, players learn through how they experience and interact with a game in line with the learning outcome set by the instructor. Part of that learning requires that students construct meaning around their own experiences. This meaning-making process is a hallmark of games-based learning. Games-based learning could be interpreted as an application of metaphorical learning. Games serve as the medium for teaching and learning. Thus, they act as a simulator in high-fidelity applications or as an abstract model in low-fidelity applications. In either case, games serve as the metaphorical approach by abstracting perceived reality of the game into whatever context the instructor designs for students. This may be a difficult approach for learners despite this. Instructors must encourage students to summarize and reflect on their own experiences in order to help them create meaningful experiences from their gameplay. This is necessary because such reflective practices help identify and rationalize their own meaning-making and growth. Such reflective exercises can also help illuminate the differences between players and characters within these games. Sometimes those characters act in line with the player. Other times, they may not. In either case, the player is called upon to rationalize why a character might act in such a way and to empathize with their position. Such challenges require that students rectify and create meaning through this exercise. Meaning-making in games-based learning is impactful and relevant because it also challenges students on a different and deeper level than standardized tests, quizzes, and other assessments. Such reflective exercises included in games-based learning requires that individuals rectify and reconcile what they intend to do, what they have done, and what it means for them in the greater context of their learning. This episode addressed how players create meaning when playing games. The definition of meaning was discussed as well as the process of meaning-making. Meaningful play was covered as an early approach to games-based learning. The steps by which individuals make meaning from their experiences was also discussed. The concept of meaning-making and learning was covered and how this approach is closely related to meaning-making in games. Players' meaning-making experiences were discussed in relation to formal game structures and game mechanics. While meaning-making can and does occur between players and the game, the design process also creates a dialogue between the designer and the learner. 
As such, game design choices were discussed in how to best encourage this meaning-making activity for players. Finally, meaning-making as unique experiences were discussed as well as how the practice can be used in applied games-based learning. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com slash gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.